Chomsky is in that 15 seconds, I'm going to tell you about Riverside FM. <laughs> Riverside.fm. Go for it. Cool. So Riverside is the best way to record virtual interviews and recording 4K video quality and studio quality audio. We use it often for our interviews and I used it for LinkedIn Live the other day. Um, what's your favourite features about Riverside.fm uh, whilst you're here messaging the O2 robot? They pay us. I like that. Uh, it's a good feature. The, yeah. Um, that is top tier. Mm. what's yours uh, the fact that's cheaper than zoom to be fair genuinely this is something that i was surprised at when we was doing one of our trainings is i didn't know that until somebody told us because mm. i was we've done an episode on it because people always ask zoom versus riverside and riverside is better listen to our episode about it before they actually paid us and then it wasn't until after that i realized it was cheaper i was like oh it was a no-brainer then yeah it's better and cheaper it's just and people have Zoom installed from COVID. Yeah. And like, the thing with Zoom is it's like, oh, it's free. Yeah, for 40 minutes. What happens if you're having the best conversation? Like, hold on, I'm going to have to restart the That'll Zoom. That'll ruin the conversation. Exactly. Uh, oh, just click on the same link again. And you just wait in there. Yeah. yeah so what dumb. were you saying? Oh, yeah, that was it. Something about your uh, your relative that passed. Yeah, carry on now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Look, can you just like, cry again? Yeah, can How you, you start- were a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So check out riverside.fm. Link's in the top of the show notes. Use podcast 15 with a capital P for 15% off. Um, and let's get into this episode. So, Kane, we have you finished arguing with that robot yet? Sure. Nice. <laughs> we are going to continue the Q&A episode we were doing, which probably would have come out just over a week ago when this comes out. Um, there was quite a few questions, um, and there's a few more in there now, so let's get into it. The first one is from the wonderful Yvonne, who's obviously made an appearance on this, on this podcast not long Using ago. Riverside. Uh, you're right. She, that, yeah. that was recorded with Riverside. Nice. Um, she hosts All Up In Your Biz, all in capitals as well. 18 episodes in, should I change the name to be more focused on what I'm actually talking about? Now, for context, when we spoke to Yvonne before she launched, she'd already done artwork, already had a lot set up with the name and had someone sponsor her with the name. So we decided, okay, keep the name for a bit. Then she done six to eight episodes and she asked me, she's like, should I change the name now? She had really good traction. I was like, leave it for now. She knew our opinions on the name, that it wasn't great. But we left it because she was doing quite well. Um, at had a, she was kind of riding the high of a launch, right? Now, I need to check her figures at the moment. But she's 18 episodes in. She's not on that high of a launch right now. Do you think it would be a good time to change her name? Or do you think she should wait a little bit longer? Wait, I think six month mark, 50 episode mark, some sort of notable event. Do a relaunch which we spoke about at length on the last Q&A episode, mm-hmm. um, and do a rebrand relaunch, and that's your reason. So we always, wh- when we do a relaunch, it's always for a reason with mm-hmm. our marketing material. So th- the way that you frame a launch is, oh, I'm doing this giveaway to celebrate the launch of my podcast. And then with the relaunch, you kind of need a reason for your marketing materials. You can't just say, well, I want a number one show. So it's normally around, oh, it's our one-year anniversary or extra special guest or it's my birthday or it's the 50th episode or the 100th episode. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So I would say push through to maybe episode 50 or six-month anniversary or something along those lines. Do a rebrand, relaunch, celebrate, get to number one, new name, make some money. And the other thing is even if you're just relaunching for the sake of rebranding, wait until you plateau because so many podcasts will mm-hmm. plateau. I feel like 
her numbers are still doing quite well at the moment. I know she's getting invited to speak at all sorts of summits and everything. She's only been podcasting a couple of months. So she's doing really well. And I feel like whilst you're going in the right direction, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Keep it in your back pocket for More when it does same. plateau and you like haven't got as many downloads this month as I did last month. So mm. maybe now is a good time to do it. So no rush to do it because the podcast is doing well. But when the time comes to do a relaunch, definitely, I think changing the name now. Yvonne's focus is very heavily into manifestation and obviously all up in your biz doesn't necessarily tell you that. So I feel like doing something that has the word manifesting in it would be a good start. And I think she put a couple of, she's thinking manifestation masterclass or something that has manifestation in it. Yeah. Have you got any name ideas? Hmm. No, not at the moment. Let me listen to more episodes. Okay. I think we, we can circle back on that and then maybe we can get it back on. Um, after the relaunch and see how the show's adapted because this is actually a good learning point so many people stumble over launching because they want to plan the first six months episode they want to know who their audience is they want to do the perfect order of episode all these things like just can launch it I mean, she launched her show with a name she wasn't 100% thrilled about with a sponsor before she'd recorded her first episode launched I don't. What, did she get high? Like she charted. We. She didn't. She didn't end up doing much of a launch, and yet she just put it out there. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I don't think so. There you go. But she's she's done incredibly well. She's getting asked to speak at multiple events. I know she said that. I can't say which events yet. Mm. Um, she sold a lot of her products as well. Yeah. So and, and now it's a case of, oh, can I go back and like change those things I don't like? Now, yeah. Like, yeah, amazing. So now compare that's... her to other people that was on that training course. Not to call anyone out, but if you are listening to this, look at Yvonne. Um, <laughs> there's probably people on there who haven't launched because they're not ready to launch yet and then they're going to be in the same position but Yvonne's relaunching after having all of that success yeah. and all of that back cut and guess what they both they both could on the same day launch or relaunch a show with their perfect name except she's had six months of gains yeah exactly so that's she's the perfect kind of representation of fuck it just do it yeah um, good for but her. still doing it properly cool um, the next one is from Tem. I don't think she has a podcast live yet. Um, but she Tem says, teaching tips, yeah. She does. Oh, yeah, of course she does. My bad. Um, my goal is to reach out to at least one sponsor a day. I have a standard email I have put together, which I adjust slightly to personalize. Is this, that's not a word, is this the right approach or should I be calling them instead? No, reaching out's good. So normally I say, right, normally it's LinkedIn. Find somebody who's in the marketing department and have a look through, right? Head of partnerships is exactly what you want. If the company's big enough to have that. If it's a smaller company, you're probably going to CEO. If not, you're looking at a marketing director or, or somebody like that. Or sometimes you have influencer managers. Look at the names, use your common sense. Mm -hmm. Or message all of them. Mm. Completely up to you. And then make sure you say, like, am I, like, let me know if I'm not talking to the right person. If I'm not, like, put me in touch with the right person. Then sort of second to that is you could just go find an email address on the website. It might just be generic and say, can you put me in touch with the right person? Because normally what you get is a customer service email and they will be targeted on how many tickets they close. Mm -hmm. And very rarely are they going to say, get fucked. They'll normally just CC you into somebody in the marketing department that can yeah. tell you to get fucked or actually go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I would sort of, Go at two angles of LinkedIn and emails. I wouldn't bother picking up the phone. You'll get nowhere. People will just hang up on you. 
Yes, I have a slight caveat to that. If it's someone in your network, pick up the phone and speak to them. Yeah. If you know someone, and which is definitely the first place you should start, by the way, if you have a lot of contacts in your space and they have the same audience as you but have a different product, brilliant. Guess who's most likely to sponsor you? Someone that knows you and would buy into what you're doing. Mm. Right. So those people drop them WhatsApp, drop them a call. Not to say, hey, I need this much money, but say, hey, look, I'm looking to collaborate with someone on my podcast. W- would you be open to having a chat about it? Mm. Right. And that way, there's no way for them to put it off. They have to say yes or no. Right. So... That's different when it's someone you know and in your network. If it's someone cold, then yeah, that's probably not going to work. Yeah. Um, lead with the email. You did mention your copy and pasting, but then personalizing it. If by personalizing you mean changing the name, you need to do more. Make sure it's very personal because there's not an unlimited amount of companies you can reach out to sponsor that are fit the kind of key metrics of a good sponsor, but also want the same audience as you. So you haven't got an unlimited amount of data like you would if you were cold calling for... I don't know, podcast hosts. If you just want to reach out to everyone who hosts a podcast, guess what? There's thousands. So you can just copy and paste, throw enough shit at the wall, some of it stick. But with this approach, you're maybe only going to have 10 to 15 people that are the perfect fit. So make every email count, make it super personal, show some interest in their products, but also at the same time, don't bore them, make it snappy and just see, look, would you be open to having a chat? What are you putting on that email then? So I'm reaching out to say, so something about the product, I, I, I really like this. I feel like my audience would be super interested in X, Y, Z because, and then give some reasoning behind it, uh, you are the number one manufacturer of this and I've often spoke about your product on my show. Something like this that indicates that, okay, they actually know about the company um, and just say, um, we'd be super interested in discussing collaborating with you in some way. Are you mm. open to a chat? Something along those lines um, depends massively who you're talking to but I feel like keeping it to maybe three paragraphs if you've got some good data hey I'm the number one podcast in this space I've had this many downloads in the last month anything impressive use that if you've polled your audience in some way use that but keep it super sharp bullet points and just be like looking to partner with someone or looking for a company to collaborate with would you be open to a chat Mm. and then just go from there that's solid Uh, I do think you get a better response right on LinkedIn you will email and also Mm. Triple your output. And do both. If you've only got, say, 15 people to reach out to, LinkedIn, no reply from a connection request. Call, send an in-mail, which is like uh, an addy email, an addy message on LinkedIn. And then no reply, call, send a, send a, an email, not an in-mail. Mm. So then you're re- just reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and then it gives you a better chance of getting a response. And I've had it a few times where send that first email, they might consider it or forward it to someone. And then if you position it in the right way and say, hey, we've chosen you to speak to, like, we want to know if you'll be open to it. Then you can follow up and be like, hey, can you let me know if this isn't something you're open to so I can explore other options? Mm. So they think, oh shit, like they've only messaged They're me. They're being serious. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good advice. And don't forget, it's never a no, it's a no for now. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't respond, guess what? Don't take it personally. People are busy. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you've messaged them for the first time, like you occupy 0% of their mind space. They're, they are at a job, first of all. Do you know what I mean? It's not their whole life. They've got other things going on and it could be that you just slip through the cracks and that second, third, fourth message might be what prompts them to go, oh, one, they're serious. Two, I remember this person. Let me actually do something mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. But yeah, triple your output. One a day is not enough. Do more. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the other thing. Cool. I actually skipped past one accidentally. Joe Moorcroft asks, how do you monetize with adverts like I keep hearing on all other podcasts I listen to? These change all the time, so it doesn't feel like a sponsorship route. And she hosts Let's Talk Dog Business, which I believe just launched at number one, right? Did. Smashed it. Um, I spoke to her about this. 
fuck them. Ads are pointless. Yeah, um, ads are going to get you nothing. Sponsorship's going to earn you more money. If you want to earn 50p, then go through all the effort. For this it. is what I said. So looking at her data and industry averages and blah, 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 it's like you're going to have multiple ad slots on your podcast for God knows how long and you'll make £50 or less a month. I was like, first of all, I'd pay £50 not just to piss off and cheapen my, like piss off my audience and cheapen my product. Mm. But you could also just spend all that time offering something of your own and make thousands. You know, sure. The ads aren't really worth it, are they? Cool. Um, Liesl, who hosts In the Spotlight, asks about sponsorship as well. Is there a key amount of episodes downloads you should have before approaching sponsors? No, do it before you launch. If you're already launched, you're not too late. Do it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Take advice, we just go to 10. Exactly. And let's be honest, if you have thousands and thousands of downloads every week, you're going to have a better response rate. You're going to have more interest, get more money. But there's no harm in starting those conversations as early mm-hmm. as possible, right? Um, Yvonne, who we were speaking about earlier, got sponsorship with zero episodes, and it was a considerable amount as well. So, um, And then the last one is from Jacob Austin, who says, what kind of questions would you ask a potential sponsor? Okay, now this is a longer episode, which we have done, but I'll recap it. Because first of all, you want to... Really, you want to turn into one of those arsehole little toddlers. That just, Why? Yeah, literally that. Why? Um. So when you get on a call with them, first of all, you need to find out a few things. Who are they targeting? I mean, specific age ranges, types of people, regions. You need to know all of that. Then you need to know, do they have an expensive product? Do they have high profit margins? Do they have long lifetime value of clients? Do people have repeat purchases or do they stay with them a long time or lock into long deals? And these are really important because you need to know basically how much money you can ask for. Because if they've got an expensive product that's got a lot of margin in it, people do repeat buys from them. It means they can give you more. And it also means if they have long lifetime value of a client that they don't need to make their money back within the contract you have. Right? If you've got a 12-week sponsorship contract, but they, if people on average buy from them every year for three years, and guess what? They don't need to make their money in the first 12 months. They're just happy to get one client. The other thing is, do they want brand awareness or conversions? That was going to be my biggest question. Yeah, because it- the last thing you want to do is go spend the whole conversation with someone saying why this is going to be amazing to get your conversions up. And they're actually like, well, I'm more focused on brand awareness or vice mm. versa. You talk about brand awareness and then more focused on conversion. So you need to find out what the goal of it is before mm. you speak to them because you don't want to be singing, oh, you're going to achieve this, you're going to achieve this, you're going to achieve this. When they're like, well, actually, that's not what I want to achieve. Yeah. It completely undermines everything you do. Now, I never quote them on the phone or on the Zoom when I'm on there. On the riverside when I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> right, these are just, uh, you know, basically sales calls. Uh, I will email them after. And based on the information they tell me is how I present the data. Because if they're looking for brand awareness, I'm building them a package with all the social media, all the YouTube, all everything, because they're going to want all these views and you can package in all these different things with them. And if they've got expensive products, guess what? I'm going to up my price. And if they find it really hard to get clients normally, really expensive to get clients normally, great. I'm going to up my price again. And if they're just targeting specific regions, I work with a lot of people where their social following or email list might be heavily American dominant, but their podcast is very English based. But I'll share the analytics of the one for the market that they're trying to go after. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's about angling what you've got to what they want. Mm -hmm. Never lie. Never fake your analytics but just share what basically highlights what they're looking for 
And you can also offer multiple levels to an offer as well. So mm-hmm. you don't want to, thing is, if you just go and say, hey, what's your budget? Most people are instantly like, oh, I'm not going to tell you because then you've got to quote me exactly what, you, mm. what I say. But if you can word it in a way where it's like, no, I'm going to look to create a bespoke offer with multiple tiers. How would you want those tiers to look? You, I've found that you get more of a response to people be like, oh, well, maybe one around this, one around this. It kind of gives you an idea. And what you can do is, especially if someone's like, oh, we'd love brand awareness and conversions. Well, of course you fucking would. Everyone would. <laughs> then you can say, cool, let me create you two different proposals. And one's more ideal for conversions, which is a bit more expensive. One's for brand awareness. One considers both. So newsletters can be very, very good for conversions. The way you present your ad can be very good for conversions or more for brand awareness. There's social clips will be more for brand awareness than it is um, conversions. So you can create two different proposals and then one that has all of it and be like, here's the brand awareness one at this much. Here's the uh, conversions one at this much and here's one with both. So then you can say, look, what's, what's more suitable for your budget? And then uh, instead of a just straight up, oh, that's too expensive or that's too cheap, you've got multiple options and they can start with one and hopefully you do a great job and then they renew. Simple as that. Easy peasy. Right, let me check. I think. Oh, last minute. Um, right, that's a shit question. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs>